As you prepare for retirement, you'll be faced with many important choices. We want you to make the right ones. Welcome to Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. Charles is an accredited investment fiduciary. He's well-equipped to help you make sound financial decisions. We want you to experience a meaningful retirement. On our podcast, we believe financial choices matter. Welcome into another edition of the podcast. It's time to talk about financial choices matter because they do. Financial choices matter. That's the name of the podcast, and that's what we're going to do this week as usual with Charles. We're going to get into the fine print. Please read the fine print. Uh, because it's important sometimes to do so. I think you could, you know, we certainly have a lot of conversation right now, Charles, with all the student loan uh, banter that's been going on, the thing that's happening. And, and many people are like, hey, you should have read the fine print, you know, before you signed a predatory loan or, you know, lots of different arguments yeah. to be made. But that's just an example that's currently uh, in the headlines that kind of relates to this. Now, we're going to be looking at this from a financial and retirement standpoint. But, uh, you know, it kind of goes interesting with this conversation this week. Uh, there was a John Wayne quote that you and I were both laughing at that we thought was pretty pretty interesting. It says, life is <laughs> yeah, tough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. John said, life is tough, but it's much tougher if you're stupid. And fine uh-huh. print, they, they take advantage of that, right? That, that's, that's, that's why this stuff happens in the fine print. You get the big, bold, salesy thing that looks really great, but where they get you is if you're not smart enough to take a look at that fine print. Uh, and often it's just being lazy. It's not even being a matter of smarts. It's just being lazy. Well, yeah, it's, you're not being responsible. Yeah. I, 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 well, I just, they just said, well, not if you read everything. I got a legal contract from an attorney that we're doing some stuff on Medicaid mm-hmm. planning. Okay. Um, and this guy is absolutely freaking brilliant. It wasn't a long agreement that he wanted me to sign, but I read it. Sure. And I had some, and I had some questions. And he said, nobody's ever asked those questions before. I said, well, I read, <laughs> I, I read this stuff. I'm supposed to. I'm signing something that's committing me to doing something. I ought to know. Because it wasn't fine print. It was same font size as everything else was. Right, right. But it's but, like, I want to see if it makes sense. But what a concept. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, you've got, if you're not responding, I mean, I'm, I am. I cut nobody no slack on this one, I guess would be a terribly incorrect grammatical way to put it. But <laughs> if okay. When we're talking about yeah, fine print, you're, we're going we're gonna to mess the language up, but that's okay. That's right. But right. if you don't, if you know, just, I don't know, I'm, and there's all kinds of things in the financial world. Oh, uh, without you, a we've doubt. Got a, we've got a couple of examples coming up here of places yeah, where. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, and I get yeah. it. And, and unfortunately, our world has made it like, you know, every time you go to update, you know, some Apple product, right? It's this thing you got to accept and it's 400 pages long and no one's going to read well, it. Nobody, I can't, I won't do those. And, and you I don't have a choice, but that, that kind of integrates us into, uh, integrates us into the kind of like that with everything, right? We're like, yeah. Oh yeah, it's another little, uh, I, I just accept, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and, and I get it. So our, our society and our kind of thing right now doesn't make it, you know, it doesn't help any when it comes to that. But when no. it comes to some fine, there's certain matters where, okay, you maybe not the iTunes agreement, but when it comes to your money, maybe you should read the fine print. Just saying. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm so, going to bet I can ask this question and I know what the answer is going to be is how many people have ever had a read a mutual fund perspective from front to back? Oh yeah, probably yeah, nobody, one. Nobody has. Nobody, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I have. And at, well, um, there you go. There's the one. But well, yeah. that doesn't count. <laughs> I'm not normal. <laughs> if there's if there's 90 people that listen to this podcast this week, uh, yeah, probably the answer is zero. Yeah. So and nope. and, and, and we're not picking yeah. on you folks because I'm in the same boat. So well, uh, it's it's okay. It's okay. Uh, my job is to write to read it if that's something I'm recommending. And and our job then is to hopefully kind of share some things to think about, like we're going to do right now. Yeah. Because it's right been now. said that the sales brochure giveth and the fine print taketh away. So. 
That's yeah. the point. So I just got a big rate increase on my long-term care insurance would be the statement. Yep. Um, yep. And the response is, well, did you read the fine print? Well, did you read the fine print? Is it the, It's the old traditional long-term care. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I will tell you this. they've ter- The insurance companies in the beginning terribly mispriced it. They're losing their shirts on it, so they have to they have to raise the prices if you want to keep the insurance. It's just gotten really complicated for them. Um, but I, they just didn't. I never liked that kind of long-term care insurance. Yeah, I, I just didn't. It didn't make sense to me. I couldn't see how they were going to have it work. It it has to some degree worked. I was just on a call yesterday with an attorney in Pennsylvania talking about a, a class action lawsuit on this very topic mm. um, against one of the major carriers. I, I will... They just, again, they miscalculated how expensive it was going to be in the future as they tried to, the actuaries tried to work through all the numbers. There used to be about 100 insurance companies that wrote that traditional long-term care kind of insurance. There's about 10 of them now. Oh, wow. The rest of, the rest of them just went out of business. I mean, or they stopped selling the product completely hmm. um, because they couldn't, they couldn't make it work financially. So yeah. it is, it's, yeah. And that's not one where I honestly... This one might not be a great example of the fine print, okay. but at the same right, time, fair. it's still, it's the same. At the same time, you have to understand what you're actually getting yourself into. It's that's that's going to be the the theme. The theme. That it's going to get yeah, yeah that, that you're going to hear over and over. But that's the reality of where we are. But that's fair. I'm glad you pointed out that that one was you know maybe doesn't truly qualify in this particular uh, set just eh. because of some of the things. But it's still it's a good example. So yeah, um, it is fees in this this and this to me this next one here this statement is very similar to what we're seeing when I mentioned like the the student loan thing. You know yep. the fees in this annuity are a lot higher than I was told. And it's like okay, so again you were sold something, but then before you signed you didn't read the fine print. Exactly. And that's, you know, I, it's in the disclosure. It's document. in the disclosure. And I, that's one of the things that frustrate me about about some of the loan stuff. I get that there are predatory loans out there and it's frustrating. For, and, and, it, and it's the practice that's the problem. Okay, fair. But you still chose to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, no one, ah, no yeah. one held a gun ah. to your head and put a pin on your hand. No. I mean, you mentioned the student loan thing. Our, our girls both had student loans. That was the deal we made with them. Yep. That, you know, they paid them back. So then they knew that. And I asked them the question last a couple of weeks ago when we were what our oldest daughter was up. And I said, what do you think about this whole thing? She said, I, I don't care. I said, I had my loan. I knew it was a loan. I paid it back. I'm done. Right. You know, I said, OK, that's and fine. that's fine. You know, and that's I, totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it is but, frustrating, you know, yeah. and, and at the same time, but it leads into a bigger problem of not thinking things through. And I think the excuse that frustrates me is the, well, I, we're living in a society right now where the I didn't know seems yeah. to be a valid excuse for everything. Yeah. And it's Shame like, but, you. but it's in front of you. So read yes, it. Yes, it is. Read the dang thing. Yeah. Read the thing. Yeah. You know, stop whining. I like that. Shame on you. So, uh, all right, number three. This mutual fund has done uh, had done really well in the past several years, but it tanked once I got into it. Yeah, uh, that's a statement we've heard before, but it, that's, that's been around forever. Isn't that kind uh, of like par for the course? No, nah, I don't know. I mean, no? I don't think I don't think this one is the fine print thing. I think this one is understanding how a mutual fund works and what its intention is. Okay, fair and, enough. And and nothing goes up all the time. That's that's in this in an investment world, nothing goes up all the time. I guess Certainly that's what I was thinking fund. whenever I said, "Isn't that par for the course?" It's like investing in general comes with risk. So, Absolutely, so. and you have to be able to handle the risk and understand why it's happening, and have you know, in, in the creation of a portfolio, you need to be having different kinds of things that are in there because yeah, 
No, no, nobody ever gets it right all the time. The the professional investors don't. Uh, well, nobody I, gets it right. All I the feel time. like the person that's like you know, first of all, you're being pessimistic. Say, well, of course, as soon as I jumped on this, this sounds like my brother. As soon as I got involved, it went to Kaka, and it's like, okay, yeah. but did you wait until like it, it's like you know the crypto conversation, right? Yeah, everybody's yeah. doing it. Let me get on in it. Oh no, it went down. Well, it's like, well, it's the nature of the uh-huh. beast to a degree. If you yeah. if you're if you're doing jumping on a hot tip, by the time you've heard it, it's not hot anymore. It, it, it's it's stone cold. Yeah, it's exactly. it's dead. Okay, it's, you know. So anyway, that's okay. yeah. So the, not not exactly fu- fine print, but still kind of the, nah, the vein. Yeah, okay. but still kind. Yeah, it's annoying. I I would totally agree. It is when I buy something and it doesn't work the way I'm thinking it's going to. Oh sure, we all been there. Yeah. Oh poo, that didn't work like I thought it was gonna. So yeah. you know. We've all been there. Part anyway. of life. Uh, yeah. All right. Number four. My life insurance suddenly got really expensive when I got older, turned 65 or older. Um, yep. Again, is this the fine print? To some degree it is, but you have to think about it. The lo- the older you get, the, s- the closer you are to being dead and your you, your life insurance pop. <laughs> right. I mean, that's, that's I know no, that's true. Yeah. That should go on some monument someplace. It's so amazingly <laughs> that's pro- So profound. <laughs> Whoa. Or not profane, profound. There's right, a difference. Profound, yeah. Um, well, here's the thing, though, about life insurance, as it does get more expensive. If you have a policy that has cash value, or you could even have it, and this is getting into the weeds of life insurance, pardon me, but if you have cash value in your life insurance, and all of a sudden the premium you have to pay to keep that alive going forward is more than you're comfortable with, um, or if you have a convertible term policy that you could convert to whole life, which is cash value life insurance, those that you can sell those policies. There are insurance companies that will buy them from you and pay you cash for your cash value now. And it's probably going to be a better deal than if you just cash it out and took the cash out. Okay. So okay. that's they're called they're, they're called life settlement policies. And they and there are companies that will do this. We know we know a couple that do it. And it you can turn that that value into something that's still valuable to you. There you go. And you know, instead of just walking away from it. Because that's what ends up happening. Well, as always, we try to bring some useful nuggets of information to the podcast and and have a little fun along the way. And and, and you know maybe we try not to push too many buttons, but at the same time, we try to you know be honest with our takes on things here on the show. So because financial choices matter, and that's the that's the point. These things do matter when we do them. So let me finish off with one more, Charles, and then we'll wrap up and we'll take an email question as we usually do. Cool. But yeah. um, let's go around the the topic of of like REITs or something a little more complex out of the out of the norm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Not everybody has. A REIT, but and I'll have you tell us what a REIT is for those who don't know. But I should have looked it up before we got on. There, exactly. But you know, for some people, if you get into involved in one of these, understand really. I mean, this is where I think two things happen: a, the person you're working with as your professional financial advisor needs to do a good job of explaining this. But again, the onus is also on you to understand what you're getting into because often people will get into a REIT and then they want their money back, and there's timelines on this, and then they get frustrated when they can't get their money back when they want. Oh no, and I totally understand that. And uh, you know the, you know my note on this to myself was just shame on you for not knowing. I mean, again, that's 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 I don't know. Maybe that's the theme of this thing. If you haven't read the fine print, then whose fault is that? We're going to focus on if we did a, a oh by the way, a REIT is a real estate investment trust. Thank you. Yeah, which is a conglomeration of several different kinds of properties, typically. And they're typically not liquid, li- correct? No, no, they're not liquid. Right. How 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 liquid is your house? Right. Exactly. I mean, so if you want to you- sell your house until you find somebody that's willing to buy it, yeah, it's not liquid. So if you don't walk into that with that mindset already, yes, definitely yeah. shame on you because you're saying, hey, let me get my money back out of this. It's not like okay. they can reach into the shopping center and pull some cash out. No, 
not just no. I'm gonna, I'm, you know, I'm gonna sell off part of the parking lot and give you your <laughs> money back. It does not work that way. Here's a couple of the lights. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you just and you have to think about what is it that I'm actually buying, and does it have just instantaneous liquidity, or not? Right. And you know, maybe things come up and un- unexpected circumstances happen and you have to say, well, okay, I would really like to get some money. Most of the time and most of these that I've ever had any experience with, you do have the ability to take some money out at some points, particular points in time along the way, but they're all spelled out in a prospectus. And, you know, again, it's your responsibility for understanding. It's also the advisor's responsibility for making sure that you, at least if they don't give it to you in the details, tell you the parts of this thing you're supposed to look at and make sure you understand. Okay. Yeah. So again, super important. Yes. I think twofold here when you're when you're talking about any investment, yes, working with a qualified professional who does not put you in something you shouldn't be in is certainly paramount. But at the end of the day, the last line of defense or maybe the first line of defense, depending on how you want to look at it, is still yourself. So yeah. take a look, even if you don't understand it completely read through it because to Charles's point that, you know, so if you read through it and you don't understand it, then ask the question, Hey, hello, I don't understand this. Why are we doing uh, this? Yeah. That's what we encourage people to do all the time. If yep. you don't get this, yeah, then ask don't, me. Ask, and then if you don't get the answer you want, don't sign it. Well, that's exactly right. Yeah. Cause you can, I've Lord, every day I get asked questions by people is like, I'm not sure. I'll find out. Yeah. I and mean, sometimes, why would I, why, why would I want to bluff them? Sure. If, if I don't know, and what's I'll the find old, out. What's the old saying? Some, you know, if, if you're getting involved in something, Charles, and you're not sure, you ask some questions, you get some answers that you're not quite clear on. Don't feel like you got to get talked into the conversation to sign uh-uh. something. Cause if it's a good idea today, it'll be a good idea next week. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. Take a little yeah. time, read the fine print, do yourself a favor, folks. Uh, and let's wrap up this week here with an email question. Uh, again, stop by the website, subscribe to the podcast, get some more information, say hey to Charles and Sherry, get on the calendar. Whatever you need to do at pelotoncapital.com, P-E-L-L-E-T-O-N, pelotoncapital.com uh, is where you can go for all those goodies right there. And drop us a line like Elizabeth did. She's in Phoenix. She says, Charles, I'm inheriting about a quarter million after my mom's estate gets settled here later this year, about $250,000. I could use this money for a lot of different things, maybe pay off some debt, maybe save uh, some of it for my own retirement because, honestly, I haven't done a great job of that thus far. But part of me feels uncomfortable using mom's money to clean up my life. Any suggestions, any thoughts on this when people inherit money? If your mom's passed away, it's not hers anymore because she's not there. Um, that's kind of harsh. That's kind of a harsh statement. I gotta say, I'm going to say, honestly, Elizabeth, are you serious about cleaning up and letting, and having this money go to purposeful use for you? It's yours now. Right. You can choose to do whatever you, whatever you choose to do with it. But if you're serious about doing this and maybe this just gives you the jump start to then get everything else in order. Yeah. And this is the kind of conversation that we would love to have with people is like, okay, so how can we help you do that? How can we help you understand the, the all of the pieces? Of, and a, you know, I hate, wow, I'm not, I don't hate to use this. It, the jigsaw puzzle analogy just works all the time. Right, um, it is. It would help you pe- put the pieces together that, that work for you. Mm-hmm. Because Elizabeth, your puzzle looks different from my puzzle. Um, and what her mom's was. And her mom's was different from from yeah. hers. Yeah. So it's, it's just, if you're serious, then use it pres- constructively. If you're not serious, then, you know, well, it sounds, give it I mean, some deep thought. Yeah, it, it does sound like Elizabeth wants to be a good steward of this money. It, it sounds like just by asking the question, she wants to be a yeah. good steward. So yeah. so do that, right? So if, if paying off some of your debt and, and saving for your retirement from this yeah. gift from your mom is what you use, I don't think mom would be 
she would not frown upon that, right? I mean, I think she's going to be happy at the fact that you used it smart, that you used it wisely. Yes. Yeah, so. no, yes. Now, maybe she'd been on your case for years and years and years about not doing things as well as maybe she would have thought you should have. That's a parent's job, I think. Exactly, yep. <laughs> Parent job never <laughs> ends, right? Yeah, but yeah, no, totally. But at the same time, it's like, okay, so you're doing this and now you've, You've had this, oh, aha moment. I'm going to do this and yeah. I'm going to change the way I've done this before. So super. I mean, exactly. I just, you didn't email us and say, hey, I got this money and I'm thinking about buying a Ferrari. No. You know, no. Unless so. it's a vintage one and it'll go up in value. Don't uh, do that. Uh, <laughs> <but>. <laughs> Don't listen to Charles. No. Uh, but seriously, you know, I, I think you're on the right track, Elizabeth. But yep. many people do struggle with this, Charles. I talk with advisors all over the country. And oh, yeah. sometimes when they're left a good chunk of money from a family member, they kind of feel like, they feel like it has some strings in a weird way. Not that it actually does, but like our mental, like we mentally kind of attach these imaginary strings saying, would, would mom or dad approve of me what I'm doing with this money? Uh, and I think that's probably not the healthiest way to look at it. As long uh, as you're using it smartly uh, and yeah. being a good steward of it, I think you're on the right path. Yeah, I'm doing what I really, really have thought about and know that is the right thing for me to do given the circumstance. Yeah. Okay. Then, I don't think any parent would argue with their kid. They might disagree with the choice. Yeah. But if you gave it, cons- you know, conscious consideration. Yeah. And you know, and considered all different angles. Yeah. Then hey, it's now your money. You can do whatever you want to with it. Yeah, I mean, you know, would mom be upset if you bought a quarter million dollars worth of gumballs? Yeah, maybe, right? I mean, it seems a little frivolous, you know, but so being facetious, but the point stands is that it sounds, though, as Elizabeth, that you are thinking in the right direction. Yes, maybe you feel you've made a bit of a mess of things in your own uh, retirement journey, but this is, you know, mom, once again, has provided, you know, as a parent, she's looked out for you. So do the right things by it, and you'll probably have the feeling that you're looking for. Honor the legacy that she's given you. There you go. All right. Well, good question. Great question, actually. And yeah. and thank you so much for listening to the podcast and good content. This coming. And you know what, Elizabeth, if you do something with that money, read the fine print. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Just to wrap it up, Charles, thanks for hanging out, my friend. As always, appreciate your time. If we didn't have fun, we wouldn't do this every couple of weeks. That's right. And we'll be back with more. And hopefully you guys attended the event Charles just had, the webinar. So uh, the uh, conversation you guys had on the long-term care. And I know you're going to be doing these things often. So make yep. sure that uh, you know, you're know you you're checking out the stuff on the website, folks, at pelotoncapital.com. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Speaking of the website, it, it's been revamped. It's got a whole – it's got a – more updated, cleaner, crisper look than it had before. Fantastic. So if you haven't gone and looked at it lately, Sherry spent a gob of time working on that and it's it's an improvement. Looking good. Lots of great lots of information out there. Just easier to maneuver and read through. Okay, fantastic. So again, Pelotoncapital.com. That's Pelotoncapital.com, P-E-L-L-E-T-O-N Capital.com. We'll see you next time here on Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. Financial planning and investment advisory services are provided by Peloton Capital Management Limited, a state-registered investment advisor. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No one should assume the information presented here serves as a receipt of or substitute for personalized individual advice provided by Peloton Capital Management. For more information, visit www.pelotoncapital.com.